Okay. Welcome back to a new amazing episode of Edge of Suburbia, where we are on the edge of... Well, today we're in the middle of suburbia because we're at my house. We're kind of edgy. We are edgy. You can take it as like we're on the edge of suburbia or that we're just edgy suburban people. Yes. You can take it either way. That's right. Rob, how's your... uh, How's your day going so far? Day is going good so far. Excellent. Rain and nasty. Didn't had to reschedule, but that just means y'all get the episode a day early. So let's uh, let's talk about the Netflix challenge. Um, This we're we're just gonna go. We're just gonna straight into it. uh, We have to. I think we start with the the Netflix. (laughs) I think it draws people's attention because it's just so horrible. Um, How did you like it? It was horrible. <laughs> it, was, it was absolutely horrible. So, Did you the, ever make it to episode two? No, absolutely not. I, I, I have to bring great dishonor to the Netflix challenge sometimes. I am not... Two, two weeks in a row you've brought great, great dishonor. I, I can't watch all of this crap. It's so horrible. This, this week's uh, Netflix challenge uh, is brought to you by The Rob... Uh, it was extreme animal obsessions. If I'm not mistaken, that's how you say that extreme animal obsessions. Um, it, it, it's just people that have really weird, uh, relationships or, or obsessions with different animals. Um, for instance, one woman, uh, you know, worked at, uh, an equestrian uh, boarding facility, uh, a horse boarding facility where they trained horses. And her weird obsession was dressing like a horse. I mean, she had these leather gloves uh, with hooves on the end of them. Pony play. She had, yeah, she had a mane, you know, uh, like a horse's mane uh, that she would put on top of her head. Uh, and then uh, I, I don't know the actual name for it, but the I think they call it a bit. Yeah, the thing the horse <laughs> chews on. She puts that in her mouth, puts on like this uh, complete outfit. It's like a onesie, um, and and gallops around like a horse. What I found incredibly interesting about her story is that there is a woman who <laughs> is her enabler. They never they never discuss or mention the um her i guess her pony playmate well that's that, that, okay so the, the the playmate is actually a horse trainer who is who is allowing her to partake in this crazy fantasy and is actually enabling her by uh holding the reins and and walking behind her and uh, they even at one point uh, hooked her up to like an old carriage and, and had her pull the carriage around. <laughs> it was um, so great. Savannah hurt Panda was uh, laying in bed and just peeked right up when she heard <laughs> pony play. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the kind of uh, pony play you might assume that people partake in in the bedroom. This is a, a complete nut job. Um, really strange. She seemed somewhat intelligent. Apparently she was a great mother to her daughter and you know, whatever, but at age of at the age of fifty, uh, just snapped and, and just she had to start dressing up and acting like a horse. This is kind of like those furry people. They yes, put the, on, the the yiffs, the yiffers, or whatever they call them. Yeah, it's it, it's furries. Yeah, the furries, but yeah. they they have like a they call themselves like yiffers, or they have like a 
one of the keywords is yif because when foxes have sex, they go yif 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 yif. Oh yif. god, <laughs> that's oh. my that's actually my clan tag on Call of Duty oh, is god. yif. Oh god. So, uh, it that that was just uh, really terrible. My favorite one. This one I can get behind. This guy is a true entrepreneur. He made canes, uh, uh, walking staffs, and even putters. A putter that you would use in the game of golf out of what they called pizzles uh, or pistols. Uh, and that is the penis of a bull. Yes. Uh, they, they, they take the bull penis, they skin it. And then they they put a metal rod through the center of it. Okay, yep, that, that graphic oh, graphic image. It, it's, it's a real thing. And then they twist it into all these different uh, shapes, and then they stain it with different, like I would assume, wood stain uh, after it goes through a curing or a drying process. Um, <laughs> towards the end of the episode, the guy takes his bull penis putters to golf courses yes it was and, so good and tries to he walks into the the, the uh, country club into the pro shop and hands these people these putters and says oh you know these are my novelty putters they're one of a kind yada yada and the people are like oh these are really nice and he's like yeah they're made out of bull penises and then the the facial expression <laughs> this is this has to be scripted they have to know what's coming but they acted it out pretty well uh <laughs> it's the look of utter astonishment uh, that they're holding what was once a bull penis and is now masterfully crafted into a 24 karat gold plated putter a wall uh, hanger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what he kept saying. Make a good wall hanger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, they took him out to the putting green and we're actually putting with it. It was it was pretty. Funny. And then he walks up to a couple of random ladies and one woman's like, "Oh, I couldn't tell him no because he's." He's the cutest little old man. Yeah. She's like, I, I guess I guess I know what I'm gonna get my fiance for for Christmas oh or something. Oh my god. It, uh, you know, as a man, uh anything that, that symbolizes manhood or or uh testosterone, sure I can kind of get behind it. You know, a lot of people put uh deer uh horns or, or, or uh, whatever racks on the wall in their hunting room or their offices. You know, it's like a sign of testosterone. Yeah, we we evolved and we hunted and and yada yada yada. And so I'm a man, but I don't know if I'm gonna go putting. No, with uh, a bull penis. No, I mean, he he made a a vast array of products. Oh, and, yeah. I, and I applaud him as a as the genius entrepreneur that he is. And apparently, he's good at what he does because well, they look amazing. They look great. And you I mean, just you take a look at wood. him, and he's like the quintessential rich old Texan or whatever. He's got yeah. <laughs> just gold nugget rings and oh, yeah. everything. So, I mean, apparently he's very good at what he does. Uh, my personal favorite out of it, um, of course, we want all the listeners to go watch it. It's on Netflix. You don't have an excuse to put this on your list and watch it, was the British guy, which I like because it shows that the UK also has lunatics. It's not just in America. <laughs> who fed all of his guests roadkill. Oh. <laughs> That one, man, that was so. <laughs> that that actually made me cringe. Uh, I got like the goosebumps. Um, that guy actually. So so he himself has been eating roadkill for however long he said twenty years or something, and he takes the meat that he's going to feed to his guests. And when I say meat, I mean that's a, a little bit of a stretch. 
we're talking rats that he finds, crows. Uh, Badass badger. Yeah, uh, a badger. Um, he found a couple other things. But so to protect his guests, uh, he says, oh, I, I took them to the doctor to make sure they test them. So what did he do? He took it to a veterinar- veterinarian and had him test the meat to make sure it, you know, nothing had uh, any rabies or any crazy animal uh, disease or pathogen. And my thought when he did that, because he made it out to be this uh, cumbersome process, he doesn't do that for his, he doesn't do that for his own meat. No. No, he, uh, he doesn't take it to a veterinarian often. No. So, um, Anyways, what was really strange about it was when he was feeding the food to his guests, he did it as if it was a scene in Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I mean, Silence of the Lambs. Yes. He was holding a plate and giving out small little pieces of this meat. And then immediately after them uh, swallowing the meat would tell them, that's a crow, that's a badger, that's a rat, that's the, a this, that's a this. The best part is they stayed. They were oh like, oh, oh, okay. He's like, yes, Clarice, you must try the badger. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, none of uh, the owl was the one that was really just really messed with me. Yeah. Just in the crow and the rats. And so what, what was the one that everybody liked? Uh, there was a, a type of meat that everybody actually liked until remember. he told them. I think it might have been the badger. It was either the badger or the rat. I think it was the rat. I think no, someone. The one woman said, uh, squirrel? It, it tasted like a turkey. Oh. And then he says it's a rat. Oh yeah. So maybe no, maybe I mean, it was the it rat. was oh I was cringing so bad um during those dur- during <laughs> these parts I was like Gee, panda had fallen asleep because um, after the pony play was over she was no longer interested in it. Um, oh, yeah. I'm really interested to know who made the items that she was wearing the pony play is the, there must be a website there somewhere and I'm sure it's very expensive. Well, if if furry people uh, let's go back to this furry people uh, furries are people who put on. Uh, costumes that are meant to resemble stuffed animals, whether it's a teddy bear or a stuffed, you know, tiger, whatever. That's been in national news for like the last five years. So, if you don't know what a furry is, uh, that's what it is. Now, there has to be websites where, first of all, furries can go and get their costumes. Yes, and I'm assuming on those very same websites, they probably also have other weird costumes and cosplay and 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 stuff. This has to be. A big business. All right. I have to. I have to look up. I have to look up pony play. Maybe there's like a pony play. Do- I may be getting like a virus. Yeah, <laughs> you're going into the there's deep, a dark addicted depths. to ponyplay.com. Um, be careful when you click on it. I'm not clicking on any of these links yet <laughs> until I absolutely a pony play costume. Oh god. Let's see here. Pony play cost. I just want. I just want to get a pricing on this. Oh my. God, well, there's a lot of men that do this. And it looked Jesus Christ like high quality leather. It was studded. They obviously had put uh, accents, metal accents on it. Well, of course, Etsy has it. I'm sure you can get it bedazzled. You could be a bedazzled. That's only twelve ninety nine for a full costume for a Vita for a vegan BDSM bit gag. Which well, that's only one piece of the costume. Yeah, so you get you're in thirteen bucks there. Um, I don't see any of those hoof gloves. That's the hoof gloves. Really, was the icing on the cake. Yeah, they were. They looked ridiculous. And what was super three hundred and twenty nine dollars just for the pony play mane. Wow. So yeah, it's no, probably she's in real deep. horse hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they had to brush her. <laughs> Jesus. 
Oh, what a strange turn of events that was. I, I thought animal extreme obsessions or extreme animal obsessions. I thought it would be people with 30 dogs or, or the cat lady. Oh, no, you know, I'm better than that. No, it's, it was way worse than that. That was not... Uh, the guy who wanted to live as a dog? I don't think I saw that one. That might have been the second episode. Yeah, maybe it was. There's you, 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 We're not going to go into that because you, you did not fulfill <laughs> the Netflix challenge again. I had to watch Leo the Lion. Mm. So, uh, yesterday was your birthday. Yesterday was my birthday. Uh, the panda tells me she's bringing you to the Paranormal Cirque yes, here the, in Tallahassee. Yes, I'm going to the Paranormal Circus. Um, I will not say... Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to the paranormal circus tonight. Uh, I haven't done any Googling or looking of looking up of anything because I want to be surprised. All I know is that I'm super stoked about it. And she has agreed that no matter what I get, I get a shirt and a hat as well. Cause you gotta buy the merch. Yeah. I mean, that's otherwise who, how would anybody know if I'd ever been there? <laughs> so, so no, I'm very, very excited about that. Um, it, it looks it's right up my alley. So you 100% have never heard of this. You're just going on a whim. Yeah, I mean, I've heard of it, but I've not heard anything about it. We actually drove past one of their evil demonic tents they had set up Yeah, in yeah. Uh, St. Petersburg. Like, I don't know, last year, year before last, when we were down there on vacation, had no clue what it was. And then just so happens, I guess, I didn't even know they were in town. And... uh yeah, she got us tickets. Um, she said she was going to get like very front row tickets, but then she was reading that sometimes they'll pull people from the audience. Uh-huh. So she said, no, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's like at uh, 7.30 tonight. I think they're in Tallahassee until like the first week of March. Um, but that's it. I haven't done any more research on it. I, I want to be surprised by it. So I'm pretty, well, I'm pretty stoked. I won't ruin it for you, but I saw one of their adverts on Facebook. Oh, okay. Um, now, I wouldn't have known that uh, this was even here in town unless I had driven by it. Uh, it's in the mall parking lot uh, here in Tallahassee. We have the Governor's Square Mall. Um, it is a uh, it's a full production, man. If you haven't been by there yet. No, I haven't been tonight. by there at all. There was uh, like 15 of those like pull behind fifth wheel trailers, oh. uh, a bunch of like F-250 dualies. Uh, and then they had five or six of the uh, actual trailers that, that housed the tent. Uh, I'm assuming like the trapeze, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and all of those were painted these really uh, cool kind of like black and purple with like orange accents. And Paranormal Sir Kay was written on the side of it. Uh, it looks r- legitimate. It, I, it I'm, looks I'm so stoked. I'm so, so excited to go to the Paranormal Circus. Yeah. Uh, what, what was it? Uh, uh, was it Barnum and Bailey or the Ringling Brothers Circus that's now done? That's been done for a couple of years. Yeah, now. I think I think it's Barnum and Bailey. <laughs> yeah, I think that the regular circuses uh, of the world are dying. But uh, if you put a twist on it, paranormal or whatever, I'm sure they can still. Survive. Yeah, no, I mean it's awesome. Like I mean, years and years ago, we went to a what was it like? It was like the fair or something like that, or some kind of carnival, and they had like an old school freak show. You go in there and you see all these weird. Like oh, the hairy woman. Yeah, and like the oddities and all this stuff and all, all that kind of stuff's just so friggin' cool to me. So I am I am super, super excited about it. Apparently there's like evil clowns, which all clowns are evil, but these are these <laughs> these are intentionally evil. Um no, I'm so stoked. I am ready to go. Um Well, 
all from all of us here at Edge of Suburbia, our entire staff, uh, myself, uh, all of our uh, esteemed colleagues, and, and even our uh, followers and listeners. I'm sure every single one of us wants to wish you a happy birthday. So, well, thank uh, you. We're glad you're here with us. 33 years young. Um, I feel old. So, big news. Big, big, big news. New consumer favorite. Costco has dethroned Amazon as the new king of customer satisfaction in the internet retail category. Breaking, oh, shit. Breaking Amazon's eight-year streak of being top dog. In the internet, huh? Oh, I didn't yeah. even know Costco... Didn't even know Costco got down like that. Man. Oh, yeah. Well, so it's kind of the same thing. Uh, if Amazon is Walmart, Costco is Costco. Yeah. You're going to want to go to Costco to get all of your toiletries, all of your this, all of your that oh, in bulk. I just love Costco. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. Um, I, That's I thought, awesome. Yeah. 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 I found that. And, uh, you know, I like Amazon. Uh, it's starting to get, for me, a little muddled um, with all of these extra sellers and their products aren't on Prime. It's not free shipping. Um, Walmart is now offering free shipping, uh, free two-day shipping without a subscription. I'm sure Costco offers something similar. Um, so Amazon, their $60 a year model um, is great and everything. It's fantastic. You, you do get the free shipping. But there are going to be these mega retailers like Costco, Sam's Club, Walmart, uh, some of the other ones that are going to get into this marketplace of this two, uh, this free two-day shipping, uh, consumer satisfaction, great return policies. People are going to start spending billions of dollars uh, in the internet retail world. And the fact that Costco is now taking over Amazon just goes to show that you can't be top dog forever. Jeff Bezos, again, we still want your manufacturing facility and your warehouse and all this stuff here in the panhandle, but uh, sad to say you have been dethroned, sir. Yes. I mean, uh, I'll say Walmart's got their stuff together uh, pretty good in uh, in recent recent couple of months with, um, you know, with just their delivery or their pickup or, 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 or anything else like that. Um, speaking of interesting news stories, which is what we do here, <laughs> this caught me and it blew me away. Uh, $1.5 billion mega millions jackpot is still unclaimed in South Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Imagine being the guy, like, I, when I read it, I didn't read South Carolina. I just read that. I went digging through all my drawers like, holy shit, like, it's mine. Like, uh, this, you know, like <laughs> I, I, I hit it. Um, Simpsonville, South Carolina, uh, their CBS affiliate reports. It's a billion dollar mystery that could cost the state of Carolina, uh, South Carolina, tens of millions. Excitement and intrigue spread across the state after it was revealed in October. The winning ticket of more than $1.5 billion uh, was bought at a KC Mark convenience store in a small town of Simpsonville. It was the second largest lottery jackpot in U.S. history. Um, it's it's incredible the, the the state of South Carolina could lose out on sixty one million dollars of income tax revenue uh, because if the winner never claims it, they can never claim their tax. So, uh, but that to me, that's like the smallest part of the story. Who is the person that got the quick pick? I assume well, it's a quick pick because if it was your numbers and they hit, you would you would maybe know, or maybe you lost the ticket and you're hiding in shame, but. 
Oh my God. Like to lose like $1.5 billion. Listen, they're out here solving 30 year old cold case mysteries for free on taxpayer dimes. Uh, they don't get any money for it. Um, but they can't find one guy at a small gas station in South Carolina <laughs> yeah. who bought a ticket on a specific day. At a specific vi- time. I'm sure it's all time stamped yeah. with a video. How, yeah. How, how do they not find that guy? I wonder, I wonder, it doesn't really go in the article, but what got me thinking is like, if you could have undeniable proof that this exact ticket was sold at this exact time at this exact store and you have it on video and you have, does the guy still win without you know the ticket? You know what? I know what happened. You know that space in between your driver's seat. Oh, that's where everything goes. Center console. Yeah, that's where it is. That's where the ticket is. It's oh in God. the abyss. It dropped $1.5 billion. Oh I mean, there is a time frame. I think it's like six months or something, and then it's over. You can't claim anymore or something like that. But, but what happens to $1.5 billion? They don't just put it back up on the building. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea. Huh. Um, uh, if, oh, here go. if the prize goes unclaimed... By April 19th deadline, the $1.5 billion will be redistributed to the 44 states that participate in the Mega Millions, uh, along with uh, D.C. and the U.S. Virgin Islands that also take part. So there's 46 total uh, states or, or uh, locations that participate in the Mega Millions. And I guess the Jack, I guess it's just going to go right back up again. Wow. Um, but the state of South Carolina could lose $61 million in income tax revenue. Uh, he's hoping that the winner shows up so that the store gets its part, uh, said Hamanshi Patel. Yeah, don't they get a couple million? Or I think they, they get a percentage. Do. The biggest Mega Millions jackpot to go on claim was $68 million in 2002. The winning ticket was sold in New York. Um, I mean, there's, pretty, there's like no information on this at all. I just think that that's absolutely insane. Rob, do you think the guy knows that it's his ticket and oh, he's God, just what? shooting himself in the foot because he threw it away? Or oh. do you think he has no idea... If, if the guy pick if the guy or girl picks their own numbers, like religiously picks these same numbers, and they came up and then the ticket is gone, like oh I lost the ticket because well, you know what your numbers are, then yeah I'm sure they're just hiding. And I would I would never even for the 15 minutes of fame, I would never come out and be like oh yeah no it was me I just oops I lost it. <laughs> um, it I, I honestly, a part of me thinks like it was like a quick pick. Like I go and get like a dollar quick pick here or there. And I don't read the numbers on my quick pick. They shoot it out. And I, oh my God. Like, well, I was actually very relieved that it was South Carolina. Mm-hmm. If it said Florida, I'd, I'd, I'd be tearing this Florida house apart. Florida man loses. Yeah. I, oh, I'd be tearing out. this house apart. Cause I do. I, I'm bad about that actually. I'll buy $10 worth of lottery tickets or something. And, and not I, check them. No, don't check them or they go in my glove box or they go somewhere, you know, and I just don't even think to check them. Um, so I've checked all of them now because I've went through the house digging around. <laughs> I think I think the guy, this is my personal take on this, the guy saw the winning numbers, recognized the numbers from the ticket, and then immediately had a heart attack when he realized it <laughs> that he had thrown it away. That's what happened. He's was dead. Yeah, you know, the guy got messed up in the laundry or something. He yeah. knows. He yeah. He's not showing his face. That's. that's <laughs> I would just. Oh my god, my heart would just sink. Oh yeah. Okay. So a little bit of local news. Uh, WCTV reports that uh, Suwannee County Sheriff's Office 
uh, arrested a man with 20 pounds of marijuana and thousands of dollars in cash. Now, this by itself is not astonishing. The picture of the man's face <laughs> is what is astonishing. I think I saw um, this. <laughs> yeah. So the guy has like, if I remember correctly, first of all, he's got face tattoos. That's what's important here. Uh, he's got, one of he his, has like a little sun. No, okay, so he's got the moon. He's, he's got... God. The Zelda triangle. It's like the three or the four triangles, all whatever. He's got that in his uh, in between his eyebrows. And then he's got uh, what can only be described as like the Muslim crescent moon symbol <laughs> on one of his cheeks. Oh and then God. on the opposite cheek, he has a sun that looks like he plagiarized it from a sublime uh, poster, <laughs> and, and he's got that on the other side of his face. If anybody is being caught with 20 pounds of marijuana and it's not this guy, uh, I'm astounded. Like Anybody that gets those particular, those particular face tattoos guaranteed has weed on it. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> I mean, probably other things, too. I'm surprised it was just weed in yeah. Swanee County. Uh, that's like that. That's definitely like the. It's definitely like a little mess pit over there in Swanee County. Says when deputies knocked on the door of the hotel room, the occupants refused to answer. When hotel staff opened the door, deputies found 31-year-old Daniel Batista of O'Brien. I don't know where that is. Right. Standing behind the door. He's <laughs> like <laughs> Nobody's here. Oh God. Um, the woman who Columbia County authorities had requested a welfare check for was also inside. The woman claimed that she had willingly gone with Daniel and had not been forced into his vehicle. Um, as deputies searched the room for the child believed to be inside, they discovered a large quantity of marijuana. Um, the child, however, was not found, and the woman confirmed they were the only people inside. Um, the sheriff's office says Daniel admitted that the 20 pounds of marijuana belonged to him. Deputies also discovered a small amount of cocaine. So there's, oh, okay. there's your extras. Uh, MDMA, two vape pens, which contained THC oil, and about $6,000 in cash. <laughs> and he's at a Hotel 6 or something. Oh, and he had his portable vacuum sealer to conceal his weed. Well, I mean, you know, the guy is definitely a thinker. I'm going to give him that. <laughs> the guy is definitely hiding behind the door. Uh, shows that you know he's quick on his feet. He's a problem solver. I've got this image of, of like a Scooby Doo cartoon cartoon <laughs> where they open the door and he's like squeezed in between the wall. No, 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 no. Nobody's here. <laughs> I was going to hide under the bed, but that, that, I figured that's the first place you'd look. <laughs> Good God, super funny. Um, let's see here. Um, I had it right here. Where are you at? No. Oh, here it is. Uh. Uh, another great story coming out of uh, South Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, to be exact. Uh, this is from the AP. Uh, man who bought $450 of Girl Scout cookies arrested on drug charges. Oh, my God. I saw that. <laughs> and it wasn't a small drug charge either. The guy was like a international drug smuggler. It's it's. Oh. See, I'm, on, I'm doing the no carb keto thing and it's it's Girl Scout cookie season. I just want. I just want the lemon ones, man. Just the lemon ones with the powdered sugar. They're so good. Um, so, South Carolina man who bought more than 120 boxes of Girl Scout cookies to help the scouts escape the cold. So he's trying to be a good Samaritan. 
Uh, he's been arrested on drug tra- charges. Uh, news outlets reports that the uh, U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency 40, says 46-year-old uh, Detrick Lee McGowan was arrested Tuesday on charges including conspiracy to distribute fentanyl and cocaine. The agency says McGowan is the same man who appeared in a photo that garnered thousands of views and, sh- uh, and shares online. Uh, yeah, no, like the dude apparently is a big player. He is also known as Fat, which may explain the Girl Scout cookies. Um, but he's not fat. Well, and that's it, man. I'm just going here, man. That's, that, that's, his, that's his code name, bro. He's fat. <laughs> uh, uh, he said uh, says that uh, 10 other conspired to import drugs from Mexico in 2018. The U.S. Attorney's Office says authorities are still searching for one of the suspects, the vice president of recruiting and marketing for the Girl Scouts of South Carolina, uh, Mountains and Midlands, Karen Kelly says the organization will cooperate with authority. I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> you didn't even need to make an announcement. <laughs> Listen, this was the red flag. Anybody who is not obese that is buying f- over $500 in Girl Scout cookies, stamp of approval, drug dealer. Yes. That, that is a, a 100% That amount dealer. of disposable income and using it for Girl Scout cookies, definite drug dealer. Yeah, that that's drug what, dealer. That's not even. The, yeah, I mean, that's, that's how the FBI found him. The girl, <laughs> the Girl Scouts narked on him. They said, "Listen, this guy walked up, clearly a drug dealer. He's not fat. He just wanted to get us out of the rain, and uh, apparently had a, enough money laying around to uh, buy us out of our Girl Scout cookies." Now, first of all, that would be hilarious if that was true, but uh, this guy clearly was under investigation for a long time. Um, <laughs> red flag, major red flag. He's not fat, and he just bought six hundred dollars <laughs> worth of Girl Scout cookies. I mean, I want to one. I want to know what happened to the Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, <coughs> did the did the did the um, DEA impound them and then have like laying around? Oh, look, we got Girl Scout cookies. Everybody, come and grab a tag along. They're, they're not going to. The, they're not going to make it to the evidence locker. No, they you know sh- everybody in the field office. But is in my a box. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in my <laughs> opinion, they shouldn't. Those things are seasonal. That's like the McRib. You don't waste that. You have to. You have to get it while the getting's good. Yep. God, the Shamrock that. Shake is back at McDonald's too. Oh, oh, it is. And oh I can't have it. I can't have any of it. <sighs> I need the Shamrock Shake. Shamrock Shake and a McRib right now would we, just be fucking killer. We are keto Guidos. <laughs> um, okay, so BBC News reports Hadrian's Wall, Roman graffiti. 18-year-old, 1,800-year-old markings recorded. Um, So one of the things, I think I saw this on Facebook, uh, they found rude, quote-unquote rude graffiti uh, that the Roman soldiers left on the walls. Um, It is, in fact, a phallic symbol. Uh, The phallus... This phallus, quote unquote, is a Roman symbol meaning good luck. Uh, (laughs) Historic England tweeted this out. This graffiti from 207 AD was discovered at a quarry near Hadrian's Wall uh, during recording work with archaeologists from uh, UNIO or Uni of Newcastle, University of Newcastle. Um, It's a dick and balls. I, I, I saw a picture I, of it. I will turn it around so you can see it. It is, in fact, a dick and balls. Um, 
it's hilarious, but apparently they used to use a the symbol of dick and balls as good luck going into battle. Um, but it just goes to show that uh, nearly 2,000 years later, uh, it's still a sign of good luck. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that See, that, that that's the kind of archaeological find that I'm interested in. <laughs> Little dog over there is just absolutely gunning you. Oh, yeah. Go. You will go back to the pound. <laughs> Uh, the Rob has a uh, dog that, uh, however incredibly sweet and loving, um, I think is too dumb to he's, know that he's, he's very not persistent. Loved. <laughs> hey, we, we love all animals. Uh, we're not advocating for uh, uh, <laughs> treating dogs poorly. Uh, it's he's just a big dummy. He's yeah, so he's, sweet. <laughs> he's, yeah, no, he's definitely just, no. Don't come to me. Oh God, he's making a switch. He's making his move. No, he's heading toward you under the desk. <laughs> Dumbass. Rob warned me, so I uh, walked into his house, and we're setting up for the podcast, and uh, Rob warns me that this dog, obviously, is a lover and all of this stuff. Don't touch um, the dog. Uh, he didn't warn me not to touch it. Well, I I pet the dog, as people do, and now he has since not left me alone. He's very, very sweet, but he is very also also very dumb. <laughs> I, got a, I got a good one here. This, this is a local one. Man accused of beating girlfriend dies in house fire. <laughs> I saw that. This is this is this is a local one. This is right here. This is in uh, Quincy, um, Gadsden County area. Um, WCTV reports the Gadsden County Sheriff's Office says a man at the center of an aggravated battery investigation is dead after an overnight house fire in Quincy. Uh, Gadsden County Sheriff's Office and the Quincy Fire Department responded to the scene at 1.50 a.m. Monday at the 3500 block of Glory Road in rural, rural Gadsden Everything in Gadsden County is rural. Um, upon arrival, uh, officials found the mobile home fully engulfed in flames. 74-year-old, uh, the 74-year-old is pronounced dead at the scene. Uh, GS, GCSO confirms that Robinson had just bonded out of jail Thursday. He was ex- arrested exactly one week ago after his girlfriend was found beaten and unresponsive at the same home. Yeah, she wow. burned his house down. Oh, yeah. 100%. And, uh, and you know, I don't know all the details, but uh, I, I don't. Yeah, like case closed. He beat this woman unconscious. And then the day after, the night he bonds out of jail, his house is burned to the ground with him inside. Unbelievable. Uh, you know what it is? It's uh, the old ice pick murder thing. Oh, yeah. You ever hear, you know. The, so the perfect crime, the perfect murder is stabbing somebody with an ice pick because it melts, leaves no fingerprints. Um, except she didn't have a, uh, uh, an icicle, sorry, not an ice pick, an icicle. She didn't have an icicle. So what she do? She murdered him and then burned his house down. That's what happened. <laughs> I mean, she uh, was she was passionate. Apparently, well, when you burn the whole house to the ground, yeah. When you commit an act of violence, um, uh, they're going to come back. Yeah, people come back. If if I punch you in the face, you're going to remember that for weeks, months. Uh, she just didn't wait that long. She mm-hmm. acted on it immediately. Yep. She was like, "Oh, he's out of jail. Time to go burn it down." Yep, Goodbye. immediate. Like not even, <laughs> not even trying to to think about this. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the uh, somebody was killed. But I mean, well, uh, well, you know, you don't beat your girlfriend. Yeah, you know, and if you when you when you get out of jail, you you go to a friend's house. Like, don't yeah. go right back to the scene of the crime. Unbelievable. Uh, I don't know that I feel bad for him. 
Uh, I, I don't know if I like, I don't know all the details. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, he apparently, uh, did, beat her, got arrested and then she, she burned him to the ground. Well, if, if this <laughs> so. is his first infraction, this is his first time dealing with police, his first, uh, you know, crime committed, uh, maybe we need to give him a little leniency, but he's also 74, lived a nice long life. Maybe his girlfriend's, uh, you know, just going for the insurance claim. I don't know, but, uh. I'm going to be interested to follow this, uh, follow this for a while, and uh, and see 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 where this goes. Um, You'd be surprised, man. Fire marshals can usually determine the cause of a fire relatively quickly. I mean, they're out there for a few days, determine it's a, a propane leak, or uh, you know, it was started with an accelerant or matches. It really only takes a couple of days. They they then they write the reports, and it takes a week to get it out to the the public. But hell, man, in a couple of weeks, you might find out that. Uh, his girlfriend really did do it. Oh, I'm I, I'm thinking she did, or maybe a, her brother or somebody. Yeah, <laughs> somebody somebody had enough of this. Oh yeah, yeah. That doesn't uh, that doesn't just happen. Maybe it could be that it was a suicide. Um, he just said suicide you know suicide by trailer fire. Yeah, he's like, man, I'm 74. I, I just beat my girlfriend. My life's over, anyways. Might as well. So, yep. We don't know any details. The article wasn't very. Um, uh, Full it wasn't wasn't full of details, but it's very interesting and very like something out of a movie. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, like hundred percent. Why I'm, do we keep running into these stories that are guaranteed to become lifetime lifetime movies? Well, I mean that'd be good because maybe we jumped on them first and we'll we'll get some kind of a, we'll get some kind of credit. Yeah, maybe we could be royalties. Yeah, that's right. Maybe <laughs> maybe we could be uh, featured on a lifetime movie. Get a couple of pennies every time they play it on Lifetime. That's right. <laughs> we'll be rich never if that's the case. Um. Let's see. Uh, I found a, a pretty cool one. Um, it was uh, it was on some uh, like car and driver type deal, but there's a company called Clear Motion, and they have invented a new kind of suspension for your vehicle. Um, Clear Motion created an electro hydraulic computer ran um, suspension system for your car. And it is supposed to completely um, get rid of all of the bumps in the road and, and all that jarring back and forth when yeah. you're going over potholes. Uh, I watched uh, the video on it, and it's pretty astounding, man. The, the guy held a glass of sweet tea, filled almost to the top, maybe a, a quarter or half an inch from the top. And he drove over it in a regular SUV. And they have kind of like this little... Uh, uh, testing area where they put bumps, uh, artificial bumps in the road and they drive over it. And uh, with a regular car, of course, you're jarring back and forth. I mean, these bumps are, you know, four or five inches off the ground and they're, you know, kind of like little speed bump type deals. And uh, he spills his drink all over the place, um, you know, easily loses a few ounces of liquid. Uh, with the clear motion suspension, how this works is as soon as the tire hits a bump, I mean, in, in the first few milliseconds, the computer lifts the tire off the ground and a- allows the, the car to stay completely level as the tire is traveling over the bump. That's so ins- this, this is... We're talking about millisecond adjustments. That's incredible. Yeah, it's amazing. I, uh, I thought it was, was pretty are they cool. Are they planning on like putting them in all cars or is... Yeah, so the company, uh, it's a relatively young guy uh, and his partners... Um, 
let's read uh, the details here. Um, do, 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 do. Um, anyways, it's a couple of young guys. I think they came out of MIT, um, and they um, designed this, and they're now taking it to all major car manufacturers. They tested it in uh, Mercedes, and uh, the video I saw, they tested it in an Audi, and uh, it's astounding, man. If you go to their website, clearmotion.com, you can see the side-by-side comparison uh, of what looks like, you know, kind of a, a S-Class Mercedes uh, four-door sedan uh, with the clear motion suspension and without, and it's it's astonishing the difference. Uh, with the clear motion suspension, it looks like he's just driving down the road uh, with no bumps, uh, and uh, in the other one, of course, it's uh, violently jarring him back and forth. That's, see, that just, oh, that's just so cool. Like, the applications that you could use that for, it's just absolutely awesome. Yeah, they had a similar suspension back in the 80s. Lexus had developed it. Um, I just know this from from reading past articles. Uh, the difference was the older technology um, was not responsive. Uh, it only responded hydraulically, and uh, it, it was very heavy. It was very clunky. Um, major manufacturers didn't want to use it because it, of course, added a ton of weight to the vehicles and was much more expensive to install. So they stuck with the uh, metal spring, the standard suspension that's been used for a hundred years. Um, but now with clear motion, it's controlled by uh, a microchip, a, a computer in the vehicle. Um, one of the cool things is if you install it in a fleet of vehicles, uh, you know, maybe the Costco delivery trucks or Amazon delivery trucks, uh, it will geolocate individual bumps in the road, individual potholes, um, you know, varying uh, speed bumps or, 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 or differences in elevation in the road, and it will geotrack, geotag these spots in the road. And so every time one of the fleet vehicles is driving in this area, uh, it will account for it and prepare the vehicle for the bump before the bump is even sensed uh, physically. Um, it's a pretty cool technology. Uh, you know, I drive a, a sports car myself. Um, you know, they, they say it doesn't add a ton of weight or anything like that. Um, one of the claims that he made, uh, is that you can go around corners better. Um, I'll read the description here. The performance, uh, enhancing features, uh, suppress roll, heave and pitch, um, achieving optimal driving performance. This means the vehicle can enter corners faster, accelerate earlier and harder, and brake later. Um, there's a little uh, uh, video down below. Um, it says, notice the vehicle's steering, stability, and road feedback grow more focused. Um, driving confidence is enhanced as clear motion elevates the cockpit experience. Um, it's pretty astounding to, to watch it in action. Um, I wanted to find uh, their about section. Uh, it says clear motion replaces a car's shock absorbers with powerful, fast acting software and actuators that push and pull the wheel, delivering experience like no other. Um, in 2009, we began designing a means by which we could capture wasted energy from uneven roads. In 2012, it became clear that erasing uneven unevenness uh, altogether was necessary and so began the journey of creating the fastest most advanced proactive ride system in the world 
By 2017, ClearMotion emerged with a product for cars, SUVs, and pickup trucks, partnering with Bridgestone, Qualcomm, and a host of auto suppliers to introduce the technology into production vehicles. The company acquired Bose Ride Business, Project Sound Active Suspension, and other predictive road sensing software from Bose, incorporating 40 years of pioneering active suspension research along with a new product line of fully active seats for robo-taxis, Class 8 trucks, and off-highway commercial vehicles. So it's so awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, if you see the video with the uh, actual uh, founder, uh, his name is Shaquille Avadani. Um, he is he's young. Um, you got to be either late 20s or early 30s, and uh, they're just crushing it. They have 216 employees. Uh, they have five core teams or core divisions. Uh, they have $278 million in capital and 376 plus patents. They're, uh, that's right. They're on their website. They're definitely boasting that. Uh, oh, no. I mean, this is, this is like this is like NASA quality. I mean, this, this is awesome. Yeah. I, I'm sure Mercedes and all the luxury car dealers are going to be just knocking down their door. Absolutely. Jag, all <laughs> these things, the ultimate, the ultimate car comfort ultimate suspension and i'm sure there's tons of sporty applications for it oh yeah but no as like as an old guy like myself no i just put that just drive around no bumps no coffee spills no nothing that's awesome absolutely Absolutely. that's that's incredible see that's that's just kind of that's like it's like the most incredible form of engineering i don't i don't even know how you begin to to apply it absolutely that's just so awesome um, I got an interesting one here. Humpback whale found dead in Amazon jungle. Nobody knows how it got there. I saw something uh, about that, but I, I didn't read it. I didn't click on it. Uh, the area, it, it was found in the rainforest. Like I was thinking, oh, it's like up in a river. No, they found it like in the middle of the jungle. Uh, the area of rainforest is crisscrossed with thousands of rivers, including the mighty Amazon, which lent its name to the tropical landmass, the largest of its kind in the world. Um, the whale was found uh, in a Brazilian woodland, well hidden, where it is not uh, well. Well, ugh, damn it, Rob, speak. Well hidden, where it is not for the swarms of scavenger birds, which descended to feast on the creature's flesh. I guess there was like hordes of birds. Um, uh, scientists everywhere have come down. It was a calf, apparently. I mean, the the, the thing is enormous. I mean, it, it's like. It looks like it's got to be like 30 some odd feet long. Uh, uh, it says uh, 26 feet. It's 26 it, feet long. And it's, if you look at the pictures of it, it's just in the middle of the woods. This massive humpback whale calf. Um, uh, like I think of some like 300 and something miles from where you would tend to find one. And way up on the land, there's just this humpback. It's aliens. It has to be. <laughs> it has to be aliens in this. Um, yeah, humpbacks travel great distances every year, slowly migrating to and from the poles. Those in the northern hemisphere migrate this time of year to tropical waters before returning north in the summer. Uh, in the southern hemisphere, they migrate south during this time of year and return north during their winter in the breeding season. Um we are collecting information, uh, identifying marks on the body to determine if it was trapped in a net or hit by a boat, uh, she told the uh, reporting uh, paper here, adding that a 
necropsy report was expected in about 10 days. Um, it's astounding. In the video, uh, there's like a short clip they, they posted. This is on the New York Times. Um, it, it There's definitely brush that has been, you know, kind of uh, pushed aside. Yeah. But it's like tucked into the side of some bushes. Uh, and it looks like, man, it's it's a ways away from the shoreline. Uh, no, it's it's incredible. And they're saying like in, in, in all of their records, they have only have they only have one record of one single humpback even traveling that far north. Wow. And somehow this thing traveled that far north, apparently, I guess, upriver somehow, and then got washed all the way up on shore. It's definitely aliens. Um, uh, there's no other explanation for it. Or he was chasing a female humpback. <laughs> that, that could have been what it was. It's playing hard to get. Um, I got one. I got. I got one more uh, watery tale. Um, Florida, as we know, is the Australia of the U.S. <laughs> it just is. We have poisonous snakes. We have spiders. Uh, the climate is not very hospitable. I don't care where you're listening to this from. It's just not. It's it's hot. It's muggy. Full of bugs. Um, and. You know, one some of the things that we just don't have here, like, you know, we don't have lions, we don't have tigers, you know, we do have bears and cougars and jaguars and all these other weird things like that. Um, but apparently now we have great white sharks, which is just amazing. Uh, it was like no. the one thing that we could hold on to. The one the one the one of nature's just mystical death machines that we just didn't have here. <laughs> um a group of fishermen reeled in a 10-foot, 700-pound great white off of a pier in Navarre. Whoa. Where's Navarre? Um, I believe it's around Pensacola. Um, Florida, Florida Panhandle, yeah. Yep, over Holy here, right God. here in the Panhandle, in the Gulf, in the Gulf of Mexico. They reeled it in on a pier. These are a couple of guys sitting there having a, having a, having a beer just trying to catch whatever comes along and they somehow landed a 10 foot long 700 pound great white shark so that means that sucker was trolling in shallow water you know this isn't they weren't fishing off of an intercoastal bridge they're fishing off of a pier somewhere we're all going to die if you go into the water that's you can take it from me we've got bull sharks and Tiger sharks. Tiger sharks. We got Makos offshore. Sand sharks. And now we have great white sharks. Man's number one enemy besides pollen. We have great white sharks and they're on the attack. Well, great whites are found both in the Atlantic and the Pacific, but uh, for it to be in the Gulf of Mexico along the panhandle is pretty, uh, pretty rare, I would assume. And the worst part about this story... The team tagged and released it. So you caught it. You fought it for an hour and a half. You pissed it off royally. <laughs> then you stab it with a beacon, just like Quint did in Jaws, and it just made it angrier, and then you put it right back in the water. Oh, unbelievable. Um, <sighs> it's unusual. It says it's unusual for great white sharks to enter the Gulf of Mexico, but it is extremely rare to catch one. A fact not lost on the true blue team. I guess they, I guess somehow they called a team, I guess they interviewed a team of shark peoples, but look, I'm sorry that that's, that's just, that's not good news for us here. I mean, we got rattlesnakes, we got coral snakes, we got water moccasins, we got cotton mouths, we got black widows, we got the brown recluse, we've got bears, Florida panthers, 
Uh, we got West Nile virus. We got mosquitoes. <laughs> we have every kind of wasp, hornet, you know, stinging plant known to man. And now we have great white sharks. Jesus. As soon as they grow feet and learn how to walk, we're all gone. You know what we're missing is uh, the Australian, uh, is it the skeleton spider? Is that the name of that the thing? The funnel spider? Oh, my God. It's huge. Yeah, the man. Sydney funnel web spider. Yeah, that's See, I know all about it because spiders terrify the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Sydney funnel web spider is like the size of a like a grown man's hand. Oh, God. And they just wander around. And then there's the other, the huntsman spider. Is that? I think it's the huntsman. Yeah, but they're supposedly they're harmless. They just get into your house and they're like the the size of a shoebox. The Aussies just like poke them with brooms. Oh, God. Yeah, it's the huntsman that I'm thinking of. Oh, my God. (laughs) We got banana spiders here that get like. Yeah. But but they, they stay outside where they belong. Yeah. They don't come into your house. God. Man, listen, I'm not. I don't do spiders. As I say this, I'm not really uh, scared of spiders normally, but God, the Huntsman spider is just it. it it's evil. It looks so. Uh, I can't ominous. even watch those videos on YouTube where people try to like catch them with Tupperware and it ducks oh, the Tupperware and then it jumps God. on them. I watched oh, Arachnophobia. God. As a young child, and, and it's, it just messed you up. Oh, it's life. still hung with me, and it should. They're not to be trusted. They're they're eight legged spawns of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it it really is, man. It is unbelievably scary looking. <laughs> no, it's like yeah, it's 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 the worst thing ever created. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna click out of that. I gotta I gotta get rid of that. That it's just too much. Um, oh God. Oh God! I found this, and um, it's just it's it's just too good. A Tennessee man is accused of dipping something other than chips into a customer's salsa. Uh, I'm going to linger a guess and say it was his balls. Absolutely. <laughs> How did you know? That's the only thing a man can dip into a cup of salsa. Oh my God! Tennessee man dips um, balls in. Okay, so I, I I'm on Google. I typed in Tennessee man dips, and the first thing that pops up is balls in salsa. Tennessee man dips balls in salsa. I'm craving Mexican actually, but not because of that. <laughs> it, but it hasn't deterred me from continuing to crave it. Oh my God! Uh, Maryville, Tennessee. A Tennessee man was jailed on felony charges after appearing to dip his testicles into a container of salsa that a customer had ordered online. Oh, he's a delivery driver. Oh my God! He's it's like Uber Eats. The delivery driver allegedly recorded it and posted a video on weird. Dumbass. Oh, well, yeah, that's video how you got online. caught. Yeah. This is what you get. Uh, so this is quotes. This is what he says in the video. Quote, this is what you get when you give an 89 cent tip for an almost 30 minute drive. Uh, the picture of the guy, first of all, his beard rivals yours. Damn it. Except he has far less hair on top of his head and he's wearing like those weird... Um, kind of hipster glasses. Oh, he's definitely a ball dipper. Yeah, and he's got uh, a nose ring. Um, abs- oh, and you can kind of see in the picture, it looks like he had gauges. His like uh, earlobes are hanging down. So definitely on the edge of society, this guy. And uh, he, he he just, he full send, 
full send. He dipped his balls in the guy's salsa. And, uh, yeah. Dinner delivered, said the food service has fired the driver and forwarded information about her to author- about him to authorities as well. Um, Webb, the guy's name is uh, something something Webb. Where is it? Um, it doesn't give it, but uh, it says Webb remains behind bars pending a March 12th hearing. His arrest warrants say they picked up the food for delivery from a local Mexican restaurant. The company issued a refund for the tainted food. That's it. <laughs> yeah, sweet refund. Like, Did he eat the food? I have to. Assume. Well, I guess I guess they had to eat it because they didn't know that that the that, that the, the, the ball that the ball dipper had struck. Oh God! I wonder if it had a, a slight uh, taste. Maybe of, a little like vinegary, a little vinegary, sweaty taste to or, it, like a like a tea bag type taste. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Uh, <laughs> still, still, still doesn't deter me. I'm still craving Mexican food right now. I, I wish, I wish that it did deter me, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't deter me from it's wanting so, Mexican. It's, it's ridiculous. It's something you you joke about, kind of, with friends. Oh, and, I mean, yeah. Know. I mean, I think we all had that job. You know, when we first started working in high school. You know, I worked at a pizza place. You know, and there was always the joke or the threat, like, yeah, you know, you know, one day, one day I'm gonna dip my nuts in the sauce. <laughs> you know, but nobody ever did that shit. Right. And then to post it on social media is just like that's very oh. fucked up. But I mean, I guess, I guess he was like, well, if I do it, nobody will know. So, <laughs> so yeah. like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta show him. It's like the serial killer sy- syndrome. He wanted to get caught. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't want to. I mean, if he didn't get caught, he'd be okay with it. But he wanted to make sure everybody knew that he's a ball dipper. It's not illegal if you don't get caught. That's right. Unbelievable. Um, God. So, yeah, that one. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. That's just ridiculous. Just imagine him just <laughs> just, just dunking it in the salsa. Just, oh, my just, God. Oh. Damn, I'm um, craving salsa, though. So, Florida... Uh, the Australia of the U.S. The Australia of the U.S. Um, it was it was just proposed in the Senate. Um, do, 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 do. Where is it? Uh, Florida lawmakers push major marijuana reforms. Um, do, 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 do. Bill to legalize recreational pot filed in state house, Tallahassee, Florida. Florida would become the 11th state to legalize recreational marijuana if a newly filed bill for the upcoming legislative session becomes law. The legislation, sponsored by a freshman state representative, uh, would allow adults over 21 to have two and a half ounces of marijuana, tax it at $50 an ounce, and allow individuals to grow up to six plants. Uh, The bill faces an uphill battle, of course. Lawmakers are grappling with allowing smokable medical marijuana, which House Speaker Jose uh, Oliva Jose Oliva called a backdoor attempt at legalization. Um, if you're not from Florida, uh, you might not know our struggles here with our medicinal marijuana laws. Uh, medical marijuana in Florida, um, when they passed the bill, they amended it shortly thereafter uh, to not allow the smoking of marijuana. You had to vape it or eat it. Um, you could not, you know, take the flour and roll a joint with it and smoke it. Um, they cited health concerns. Uh, Morgan and Morgan, um, the law firm, uh, actually sued the state of Florida and won. They, they won. They were suing the state of Florida for the people's right to smoke marijuana, the people's right to, uh, uh, use products, um, at their discretion. 
uh, in any way they so choose. Uh, it was deemed uh, uh, unconstitutional. You you couldn't um, you can't tell people how to drink their coffee. Uh, same thing. You can't tell people how to use their medicine. Um, you know, it, it's pretty crazy. But uh, any anyways, so after the lawsuit, um, it's it's garnered a lot of attention here in the state of Florida. And uh, if it's like you said, Rob, in the last episode, if they uh, were to legalize marijuana and tax it. Um, you're bringing in millions and millions and millions of dollars of tax revenue. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 a no-brainer. Yeah, I was out in Denver. Uh, I've actually been a couple of times in the last couple of years, and uh, I went once in 2016, uh, December 2016, uh, and then I went again just recently uh, at the end of October. And one thing that that was astonishing to me is all of their roads, uh, aside for some from aside from some back roads, maybe some neighborhood roads, all of their main roads are freshly paved, and you can tell it's in the last few years. Um, all of their schools uh, have like brand new roofs, brand new paint jobs. Um, you know, everything looks immaculate. Their downtown was incredibly clean. There was very little. Uh, litter or, or trash uh, to be seen. Um, one thing that, that I took away from it that I thought was uh, pretty astounding, uh, the first time I went out there, uh, I was driving across the country, um, and I drove from Kansas. I was uh, I started in Oklahoma City, and I uh, went through Kansas uh, and across the state of Colorado uh, to get to Denver. And I stopped at a, a gas station out in the middle of nowhere. There's nothing around it. It's just this one kind of shell gas station off the highway. And there are two uh, homeless people, uh, they look to be homeless, sitting outside of the gas station. Uh, now this is uh, early December, first week of December. The, the temperatures are probably uh, in the mid 30s, maybe even uh, you know high 20s. And they're huddled up in this, this big blanket and I, I pull into the gas station, I'm getting gas, and I look over, uh, and they open up the blanket, and what else but a nice bong is under the blanket, and they're, they're just <laughs> sitting there in front of the gas station smoking this, this bong, and uh, they, uh, once they, they both hit it, they covered back up and just kind of sat there in the freezing cold again, um, but my, my takeaway from my visit there uh, was the homeless people, the homeless population of Denver and or surrounding areas. They are the nicest and happiest oh, yeah. homeless people you've ever seen. I mean, uh, so I, I took my customary or obligatory trip to the dispensaries there. Uh, I went to a couple of them. Uh, one of the ones that I went to uh, is called Good Chemistry. Uh, it's right in downtown, about a about a couple of blocks from uh, uh, the real heart of downtown. And you have to wait in line. You sit in their waiting room. Uh, of course, there's a ton of people going in and out. And uh, while I'm standing outside initially, uh, the line's probably 10 people long. We're just kind of standing out there and uh, chit-chatting amongst ourselves. A lot of us are, are tourists. We're there, obviously, for the recreational pot to uh, have a good time. And uh, there's a couple of locals, and we're just kind of talking. There is a group of probably 15 or 20 homeless people across the street, and they're all just kind of doing their own thing, chit-chatting, hanging out, whatever. A couple of them come over to our group and approach us, and uh, they're, they're, they're definitely what you would expect a homeless person to look like, but not they, they didn't act 
like you would expect them to act. They yeah. weren't begging for money. They weren't, um, you know, kind of accosting you or whatever. They actually walked up to us and were having kind of these long-winded conversations. Uh, and, and they sounded, you know, happy. They, uh, you know, whatever mental illness might have been afflicting a couple in their group. Uh, they weren't uh, exhibiting any symptoms of it. Um, so anyways, I go inside. Uh, I get uh, my products. I got a couple of you know, whatever, pre-rolled uh, joints, uh, some some actual flour, a couple of vapables. And they hand you uh, kind of like the standard like brown paper lunch bag. Yeah. And I, I'm walking out. Well, anyways, the, the homeless guys know exactly what business you just went into and what you're carrying. <laughs> in your hand. Oh, yeah. There, there's no hiding it. Um, and, you know, I'm from Florida, uh, spent a little time in Tennessee, uh, Georgia, and then I've just kind of traveled all over. But this was my first experience in a recreational legal state. Um, so I'm like trying to hide the bag. I'm like coming outside and like trying to tuck it in my hoodie mm-hmm. yeah, and, and hide it just in case the cops see me and stuff. And as I walk out, I kind of bend the corner and I'm, I'm walking towards my car and the homeless guy that was standing there uh, chuckled and he says, first time, huh? I said, yeah, no, it's my first time. And he's like, man, you don't have to hide it. You know, you, you can, yeah, smoke, this, you can this, smoke it this, right this here. This is the Amsterdam of the U.S. Yeah. Okay, you're good. And uh, so anyways, he, he was kind of joking with me about that uh, as I'm walking past him. And instead of, hey, bud, give me uh, five bucks so I can go get some food, it was straight up refreshing honesty. Hey, man, you got a joint? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on, man. You just go, let's go fire one up real quick. Super cool. Super no, cool. That's all. I mean, I hope I hope it gets legalized in Florida. I mean, I think it'll be a good stream of tax revenue, and it, there's really no reason why it isn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I I mean, like my biggest problem my biggest problem with a lot of people that are, I guess you would say, like overly overly pro little dog. Stop. <laughs> overly pro is you know all this other stuff they bring up with it that. You know, know, we could make hemp underwear and all. I don't care about any of that stuff. I care about, like, it should be legal. There's really no reason why it's not legal. And it'll make the state a ton of money. Absolutely. I mean, I'm looking at it just from more or less, uh, like, because I I don't really use it or anything. Um, So, I mean, I'm kind of looking at it uh, more unbiased. But I, I think it'll make a ton of money. We've got tons of land in Florida that people could grow on and we could have a big agriculture boom with that. Um, and I, I just, I mean, I just don't, don't see that there, why there's any reason that we should be wasting any more money trying to fight it. Right. You know, we waste tons of money prosecuting people, putting people in jail, arresting people, you know, getting sting operations going. Like if it's legal, the demand for the illegal stuff is just pretty much going to vanish. Yeah. And then you can go work on something else like the fentanyl epidemic and the car fentanyl and all this other crazy crap we got to deal with. I just don't see why we are even in 2019, why we're even giving this the time of day. Just pass it and get it over with. Well, let's be honest. Um, When we talk about advocates for any particular topic, advocates for uh, pharmaceuticals, you know, lobbyists, uh, advocates for um, mothers against drunk driving, whatever. Uh, Marijuana advocates, however, you know, um, however detailed or or, uh, knowledgeable uh, their subjects or or however knowledgeable they are on the subjects, 
they are the most laid back and fact-based advocates. No, definitely. It's amazing. Um, a friend of mine, Alex, uh, shout out to Alex here in Tallahassee. Um, he has to be one of the uh, most active uh, marijuana advocates in the state. Um, he's from Tallahassee. He's able to go to the Capitol quite a bit. He was actually at uh, the final hearing for the Morgan & Morgan uh, lawsuit against the state. And uh, Morgan & Morgan, we'd love for you to sponsor the podcast. Yeah, Morgan & Morgan. Uh, for the people. So uh, anyways, Alex, um, he, if you, if you ever met him, you'd understand uh, he's early twenties. I want to say 22, 23. Um, he started his own CBD company. Uh, he's just a, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to marijuana. And so, so he travels all over the state, uh, Miami, Jacksonville, Gainesville to all these kind of uh, gatherings of the minds um for marijuana advocates, uh, marijuana potential business owners, researchers, um, you know, CBD entrepreneur types. And he comes back and he shows me videos and he talks about it. Um, one thing you cannot argue when it comes to legalizing recreational pot is the fact that you will first, first and foremost, stop spending money on fighting it. And then immediately after that, you start making money on its legalization. Um, Obviously, the big concern is DUIs with uh, marijuana and this, that, or the other thing. Uh, there was actually a recent study done. Um, I don't want to misquote this, but uh, a DUI marijuana versus a DUI uh, alcohol. DUI marijuana, actually, uh, uh, if it doesn't make you more safe, it is such a nominal decrease in your ability to drive because... You have kind of those heightened senses. Um, you're you're more paranoid. You stop ten feet before the stop sign. Um, the the study says it was it was a very small increase uh, of deaths um, uh, in correlation to the legalization of marijuana in uh, Colorado. So uh, yeah, you can fearmonger and you can say that uh, you know marijuana DUIs are, are going to kill people and all of this kind of thing, um, but. It's just it's for the it's for the good of the people, man. No, um, I mean I, I think so too. I don't I don't. I mean, there there are things out there that that responsible adults should be able to do. And this is one give, of them. Yeah, by and that's one of them. Same with drinking alcohol or or doing anything else like that. So you know, I I just think uh, it just it just kind of just blows my mind that we're still in the day and age of of fighting it. And I think the majority of the people that are fighting it are probably big pharmaceutical companies or, or, or uh, politicians that are well, did, in the pocket with pharmaceutical companies. Did you hear about big pharma filing the first marijuana patent for a cancer medication? Well, no, I hadn't heard that. Okay. So they, they uh, filed a patent. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, patent for medical marijuana, um, Big Pharma. Uh, let's see what Google has to say about this. Big Pharma collects. Uh, do, 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 do. Why Big Pharma can patent the cannabis plant when it's federally legal? Blah blah blah. Um, where is the product I'm talking about? Um, there it is. I found it. Uh, this is on USAHealth24.com. Um, Big Pharma will now hold patent for CBD and THC cancer treatment. Um, it's hard to believe that Big Pharma is the one making the most progress in 
proving that cannabis works, well, maybe not so much hard to believe as disheartening and depressing. Um, GW Pharmaceuticals has a big name in cannabis, has been a big name in cannabis pharmaceuticals since 1998. They've broken through the iron gates surrounding uh, cannabis medicine so much so that they even got CBD extract medications uh, to be removed from Schedule 1. So uh, thank you, GW Pharma, for that. But um, they patented kind of their own blend of THC and CBD uh, to fight uh, rare forms of brain cancer. Um, the sad part about this patent, uh, the, the drug is called uh, Sativex. Uh, obviously, clearly a play on Sativa, uh, Sativex. The problem is it's no different than if you were to grow a plant, grind it up, uh, you know, and, and kind of make your own formula. You could get yeah. liquid THC, liquid CBD, Mix them together at your own specified ratios, and that is essentially what they've created here. This isn't going to have you know all of these added uh, ingredients and and uh, artificial man-made synthetics. Um, it's literally you know uh, THC oil and CBD oil mixed in some uh, ratio that they deemed uh, the best for treatment, and they have a patent on it. And it, it, it's just ridiculous that uh, you know you can patent that. Well, um, I mean that's that's the thing with big pharma. I mean. Any of them, in my honest opinion, is it's a way to take something that is relatively, and that's a major problem we do have in this country, take something that is rel- that could be relatively cheap or relatively affordable, and we're going to jack the price up ten hundred thousand billion percent, and it'll be okay because we'll it'll go through the insurance and everything. I mean, you know, I, I have difficulties right now with my insurance trying to fill prescriptions constantly trying to fill some prescriptions with them because the the amount for the medication is so ridiculously high that that you just you know they don't want to fill it and you know it's it's on both sides insurance companies don't want you to actually use what you pay for and pharmaceutical companies want to charge such a rate that insurance companies can have a reason for (laughs) <laughs> you know, for, for trying to deny you because everything here is just so absolutely, um, incredibly respen- expensive. Absolutely. Um, okay. So have you, you, you have two kids. Yes. You have heard about the, uh, edited YouTube kids videos where this edited figure is telling children how to commit suicide. No, I have what? I have not heard about this one. Oh my god. So this is huge news. YouTube kids edited suicide uh video. Type that into Google. Bam. Uh cnn.com. Uh a mom found videos on YouTube kids that gave children instructions for suicide. Most parents feel pretty safe letting their children watch YouTube kids, the child-friendly version of the video platform. But disturbing videos recently found by some moms show the social media site may not be safe for kids at all. A Florida mother said she found clips on YouTube and YouTube Kids that gave children instructions on how to kill themselves. Um, do, 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 do. Where is it? Um, they're, they're now starting to pop up everywhere. You're, they're finding all these videos with these edits in them. Um, there's one particular... Uh, one particular character that keeps popping up. 
Uh, I think it's Momo or something. Um, where is it? Do, 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 do. That's the same one, USA Today. Um, anyways, so what happens is these videos start, and they're the kind of the standard children's cartoons, some pretty big names, and uh, about 10 minutes in is when the clip is inserted. So you, you start the video for your kids, you're watching it with them for a few seconds, and you say, okay, this is a great video, whatever, and you walk out of the room. Well, in just enough time for you to set the video, uh, watch for a little bit with your children, and leave the room, uh, there's then a nine-second edit inserted into the video where a man comes into into the screen and says, um, uh, across the... How, how does he say it? Um, I want to find the actual video clip. But anyway, so he... he uh, shows them how to cut their wrists properly to oh my actually God. commit suicide. So he says uh, a cross is for um, a cross is for attention. Uh, long ways is for something. Something uh, long ways is the correct way. Uh, it's so hard to find the actual video clip. Um, I wonder if they've been pulled so quickly. Now, and I wonder what YouTube is going. I mean, because YouTube's already getting. YouTube is already kind of uh, getting into some hot water here and there uh, over, you know, not, you know, they, they over the adpocalypse and demonetizing channels and all these other things like that. Um, but, you know, because they claim that this isn't good for content and everything else. And then people are finding all this other stuff like crazy stuff like that and a lot of it is targeting children and it's like if you're going to demonetize a channel because you feel that it's detrimental for anybody to watch it i don't people are people are really getting uh kind of up in arms about how are you not you know really trying to govern stuff that is tagged and titled and and filtered for kids because i mean it's not just stuff like this which is incredible but there's sexual predators and all kind of weird uh, uh, videos on YouTube, like of um, comment sections and stuff. And you could tell these videos are uploaded of children, but they weren't uploaded by children, like pedophile fan clubs. Oh, yeah. And just, it's absolutely incredible. NAMBLA and the like, National Association, uh, Association yeah. of Man Boy Love. <coughs> um, I'm trying to find the exact quote here, but it's. It's pretty messed up, man. Um, it's definitely scary. Uh, the fact that a lot of parents don't even know this is happening. Um, again, that's why you have to listen to our show. Uh, so you can hear all the craziness that is unfolding in the world. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, Hess said, so this is a, a quote. Hess said, the doctored splatoon videos are not the only ones pushing dark and potentially dangerous content on social media platforms, particularly on YouTube kids. In a blog post last week, Hess alerted other parents to numerous concerning videos. She said she found on the app a Minecraft video depicting a school shooting, a cartoon centered on human trafficking, one about a child who commuted suicide or committed suicide by stabbing uh, and another who attempted to commit suicide by hanging. Um, Nadine Caslow, a past president of the American Psychological Association, told the Post that it is a tragic situation in which trolls are targeting kids and encouraging kids to kill themselves. Um, 
It's it's pretty uh, pretty astounding stuff, man. There are some sick people in the world. No, it's um, just. I mean, I don't understand what I don't understand what empowers people to do that or why they would. And then the other part of me is, I wonder if there's some kind of legal ramification for. It. I know that one girl, uh, she just got sentenced to a little bit of time for all the text messages she sent her boyfriend convincing him to kill himself. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Um, no, it's just, it's, it, I mean, pay attention. I mean, if you're a parent, pay attention. You don't have to be a helicopter parent. You don't have to literally be over your child's shoulder all the time and make them so absolutely bubbled and, you know, uh, contained that they can't socialize, but you know, you have to pay attention. You know, this is all easy stuff. My kids have YouTube, and you can easily go look at their history and watch some of this stuff. All right, hold on. I think I found the video. Let's see what it says. So it says, sideways for attention, long ways for results. Uh, the, the guy that's edited in, it's a really kind of creepy-looking guy and uh, really cheap, like, gas station sunglasses. Um, it's, it's just all around creepy, man. Um, I mean, if I saw that as an adult, I would, uh, be a little uneasy. Um, Oh yeah, immediately. I definitely understand that. So that's, uh, that was pretty scary stuff, man. Um, it's, it's also a weird societal thing that we're into right now. Um, you know, Robin Williams killing himself and Chris Cornell killing himself and, Anthony Bourdain killing himself, and then oh yeah, uh, uh, Dexter from Kate, Lincoln Park kinking, killing himself. Kate Spade, the big uh, oh yeah, purse, the, the big uh, purse designer. girl. Yeah, she yeah. killed herself. Um, and then you have shows like Thirteen Reasons Why on Netflix, which you know it, I don't, I can't, I'm not going to go on, a, go out there full force and say it glorifies or romanticizes suicide, but it it definitely goes out there and it gives you reasons why mm-hmm. like I mean it you know it's a weird societal thing to where you know we should there shouldn't be a reason why ever and any the more we talk about it the more we discuss it the more it ends up being glamorized mm-hmm. you know and well that's kind of the same argument with these kids are exposed to it just in talks and in general and in the news and in the radio and so on and so forth and here and there. And then to have that kind of stuff slipped into YouTube videos is just absolutely sickening. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of the same uh, argument with uh, mass shooters. If we stop talking about them, maybe mention the attack, but if we don't publicize their faces, if we don't make them famous overnight oh, uh, yeah. because of a mass shooting, they would probably uh, decrease in their frequency. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's the whole thing that we don't want to, you know, and the argument is, well, we can't ignore it. It's like, no, you don't have to ignore it. This happened. We definitely don't want to ignore it. We just don't tell you who did it. Yeah, but we don't have to tell you who did it. We yeah. don't have to We don't have to write books about it. We don't have to, you know, and a lot of this information is not sought after. I mean, I believe, that we, I, I believe that we should, yeah, I believe that if you want to, you should be able to write a book about a mass shooting and somebody who's interested in that kind of stuff should be able to go and find it and do whatever, but to literally feed it to you and, and beat people over the head with it, it becomes part of society. Yeah. And somebody can twist that around and glamorize it very easily. It's did you not have, difficult to do. Did you ever see the video of the Parkland school shooter? Oh, yeah. The video he recorded of himself beforehand? Yeah. The fact that they released that 
is abhorrent. Yeah, he wants that, it to be released. Yeah. These people want it to be released. The, the kids that did Columbine wanted people to talk about it for 20 years, which yeah. we did. You know, I mean, there's a lot more weird stuff that happened with that. But, I mean, it's 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 just they're all pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. They're all pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and just it just don't don't give them their fifteen minutes, dead or alive. They're products of bad uh, upbringings. Uh, you know, they have a poor home life. Um, you know, maybe they weren't loved the right way. Maybe they had a certain mental illness. Uh, maybe they were bullied in school and it was never addressed. Um, you know, people are products of their environment, and I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, depending on where you come from, what you experience, some people become hardened to it and turn into uh, some of the hardest working individuals on the planet. Others are disaffected um, and, you know, whether they turn violent or uh, they become schizophrenic, they just kind of lose their their minds uh, because they didn't have the proper support. They didn't have an outlet. Um, you know, they just kind of got lost in their own heads. And, you know, mental health in this country is obviously an issue. It's an, it's an, it's an issue everywhere. Uh, you can go uh, to the pygmies in Africa and I'm sure they have... Uh, you know, people with mental uh, illness. I mean, you know, it's it's sad to say, but it's a, a reality that we must uh, address and, and, and live with. Um, in the greatest society, the greatest uh, experiment of self-government on the planet, the United States, we should be able to uh, not only talk about it, um, but, but do something about it. Um, well, I mean, no, I mean, one of the biggest problems that we have in the U.S. is mental health. I mean, Absolutely. it just is. It all leads to mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things, for the most part, can be tracked down to, 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 a, to a breakdown in the mental health in this country. And the fact that, you know, in the 70s and 80s, we shut down, <laughs> for good reason, a lot of them were horrible, terrible places because the state took over. Oh, but, yeah. but we shut down tons of mental health facilities. And we are going to become a mental health outpatient thing that was the big thing that happened in the 70s and 80s that everything's going to be outpatient well you know it became outpatient and then there's where some of the roamers and some you know people that are homeless and all these other things happen because there's no way because we just decided we're just not going to take care of them anymore we'll give them some kind of a medicare medicaid insurance voucher and they can go see a therapist or a psychiatrist once a month and whether they take their medication or not who cares we don't know Right. You know, and a lot of this can get tracked back just to the simple fact that we don't have a we don't have a good streamlined medical health care system in this country for mm-hmm. the people that actually need it. Right. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's sad. But uh, somebody who needs their mental health checked uh, is this guy right here. CHP. Tickets, same speeding Bay Area driver twice in 11 minutes. <laughs> One motorist in the Bay Area racked up some hefty fines with unrepentant speeding that got them ticketed twice in 11 minutes on Monday. Officers first stopped the driver when they were uh, when they were spotted going 90 miles an hour on the westbound 580 freeway in Tracy. According to images of the tickets, California Highway Patrol posted to Twitter. Um the person apparently sped away uh, and caught up with a different officer about 15 miles away in Livermore at 12:41 when they were clocked at 103 miles an hour. Um, CHP officer Tyler Hahn uh, in Oakland 
told KTVU in Oakland the tickets were would likely cost the driver about four to five hundred dollars each. That was an expensive eleven minutes. Good God! This guy has some mental health issues. Are no. you kidding me? You get caught once going ninety. First of all, ninety is a little excessive, but who am I to judge? You get caught once, you don't do it again no. immediately after. Maybe he was thinking, uh, you know, the the laws of uh, variance. You know, the oh yeah, they got me once. I no double jeopardy. Yeah, so. they're not going to get me again <laughs> that quickly. Oh um, well, he was wrong. But if you're on the same highway. You can assume there's another highway patrolman down the road. I mean, yes, that was dumb. Um, I got well, I got one more here because she could use a mental health check herself. <laughs> uh, the Scottish Sun reports that Demetra Nix, 26, regularly posts selfies on her Instagram page covered in her menstrual blood, which she says is powerful. Oh, God. Ads about menstrual products talk about smelling fresh or making us cleaner, implying that our body's natural functions are gross. She changed her mindset and now regularly smears her period blood over her face and shares it online, calling it magical in air quotes. I get some pleasure from this ritual and I love feeling so free to share it and I love not caring what the reactions will be. You completely care what the reactions will be. The only reason why you are posting this ridiculous shit on your social media and getting in the news and wanting to be talked about is so you can get a following. You are out there for attention. If you want to smear period blood on your face, good, good for you. But the whole idea of I just love the whole idea of doing something ridiculous and crazy like that and being, well, I just don't care. Well, no, obviously you do. You, you do obviously care and you want everybody else to care about it as well. What, what's her name? Um, uh, Demetra Nix. Uh, okay, so I typed into Google selfies with menstrual blood. I found a totally different article. <laughs> okay, this is she's trending, or maybe, or maybe this Demetra no, no. isn't the real one. Maybe she's no, just a poser. No, there's another one. Yeah, oh my another god, woman. a Swedish naturist has divided the internet after sharing a photo of her face smeared in menstrual blood. Maxine uh, Bjork or Bjork. Uh, who also describes herself as a yogini, shared the controversial photo with her 46,000 followers on Instagram. Um, and uh, Rob, I'm not kidding. I have uh, a woman on my Instagram uh, who's only got a few thousand followers uh, who just did this, um, I want to say, a couple of months ago. And I saw it and I was like, oh, whoa, this, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, the picture that I'm seeing, this is news.com.au. Um this woman isn't shaving her armpits, okay? So she's breaking from societal norms. She's not shaving I'm, her armpits. I'm okay. We had, a, we had a weird girl in high school that didn't shave her legs. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, so that, that's part of the trend. You, the, the, the women that are doing this uh, seem to, in my judgment, seem to be uh, all a part of this extreme yoga culture uh, where the women we just talked about the hot yoga last episode yeah, too. Yeah. It's all connected. Yeah, and and, and uh, it's it's the women are, are stopping all shaving. Uh, they think shaving is um, uh, a part of society and Western culture, uh, and it's driven by the male patriarchy. So they all stop shaving, armpits, legs, the whole shebang. Uh, and the menstrual blood smearing is also a part of this. So this is now three different women that I know of that uh, have some type of prominence in the yoga community that are doing this. Uh, so this is like this hippie kind of 
progressive. Oh my God. It, it all starts with yoga. It's unbelievable, man. This is crazy. I mean, uh, listen, I'm okay with, with uh, not shaving. I'm okay with whatever. Um, but you're, you're starting to get on like the, the, the edge of like s- Satanism almost, like smearing <laughs> blood on yourself. To, it's, it's, def- it's definitely straight up reactionary. It like is, this yeah. is this is one hundred percent straight up trying to get a reaction out of people. I like I said, I don't really care what anybody does. Um, but it is definitely uh just just a way to get your name out there. It's just it's just it's kind of funny to me that you know, the whole attitude of I don't care, this is this is this is me now and everything else. Yeah, that's that's fine. Just Share it on your share it on your Facebook page. Do whatever you want to do with it and anything else, but to 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 build all this other stuff around it. Well, it turns out the woman that I'm talking about is also a sex coach, so I'm sure she's trying to get some. It's <laughs> like advertising. Yeah, some kind yeah. of advertising out of this. Um, but no, it's 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 the it's the whole idea that you know, look, if you want to do it to be edgy and to be crazy and everything, or to to, to have fun with it or do do all these other things yeah it's fine knock yourself out but to sit there and, and blame the male patriarchy or or anything else for the reason you're doing it and trying to make this bigger than what it is it, to, to me is just laughable yeah it, it's it's under the guise of progressivism and and you know the world needs to change and all this kind of stuff and I'm all for uh, having a discussion about, you know, whatever you want to talk about. I, I don't care what it is. We, we can talk about it. We can discuss it. Um, but I, I personally, I mean, as a man, I don't have a menstrual cycle, uh, you know, but I'm not going to cut my arm open and then smear the blood of uh, the blood coming out of this cut on my face or whatever. It, it doesn't empower me in any way, shape or form. That just seems really strange. Um I don't care if it's uh, menstrual blood or not. Just kind of, kind of weird. No, it's uh, definitely, it's definitely like you know, it's just, it's just shock and awe. I guess. Yeah, shock and awe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just absolutely insane. So that's a. Give me the heebie-jeebies. I mean, I, they, they, they make they make it sound like that. There's just men out there walking around, and they can smell it. They can yeah. smell when the woman is 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 is. Is on is, is on her monthly, and they just they just have clubs and they're beating them for being dirty. Like, mm-hmm. none, none of that is happening. No, like you know this this is this is this is going against the the companies that make menstrual products and everything else, advertising fresh. And it's like, well, you know, it's like that's like me being like, you know what, I'm just I'm I'm gonna shit in my hand and smear it all over me because Speed Stick says that bo smells. Go, just yeah. give me a damn break. Yeah, <laughs> like no some. There's a lot of things our bodies do naturally that are pretty gross. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. That's why we shit behind closed doors. Right. <laughs> That's why we do a lot of things that we do uh, for for those reasons. Um, it's just unbelievable. Um, okay, so you remember the uh, Colorado man that fought off the mountain lion? Yes, our hero. Um, so there is a Florida man. Oh God. Yeah. Florida man. And I don't um, feel it's going to be cooler than the Colorado guy because you mentioned Florida. Yeah, it's not cooler than the Colorado guy. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Um, Florida man attacked by aggressive coyote fights it off with his coffee cup. 
<laughs> this is pretty good. Unbelievable. I, I'm like, 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 this is this is straight up, uh, you know, John Wick stuff. And I'm not kidding. Hold on, is this the same guy? I'm not kidding. The guy in the picture in the article looks almost identical to the mountain lion guy. These wiry guys, man. Yeah, man. So, okay. A Florida man who was out for a walk with his dog was confronted last week by an aggressive coyote who attacked him and his pooch and forced him to use his coffee cup to fight back against the animal. Uh, ben Poole said the coyote approached him while he was on his walk uh, his walk Friday in Lake County, Florida. Uh, the coyote confronted his dog and they were fixing to go at it, quote unquote. <laughs> He said the animal was unlike any he ever encountered. When he made noise, for example, the coyote got more aggressive. Poole said he got a gun and tried to take it. Wait. Yeah. Poole said he got a gun and tried to take off in his truck. The animal continued to try and jump into his truck. I rolled the window down, went three or four times at it, and finally I ran over it. No (laughs) regret. None. No. No way. No, yeah. this 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 guy this guy is a hero standing up for his dog standing up for his best friend. Uh, it says if I would have been bitten, everyone would have been here in a heartbeat doing something. But since I wasn't bitten, nobody was going to come and do anything. Pool said, "Okay, so maybe the picture is the picture of the guy uh, in Colorado because um, this guy apparently didn't get bitten, but uh, that would that would have been." Really intense. Um, so yeah, Florida man, you're not as cool as the Colorado guy that bare hand choked uh, a mountain lion, but good for you uh, running over a coyote. Um, no, absolutely. Man versus wild. That's right. Um, one more. Uh, did you hear about the Sonic uh, walkout? No, I did not hear about the Sonic Restaurant. Sonic Restaurant. Okay. Oh, they better not. They better not close my Sonics. No, 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 not all of them. Uh, these are in Ohio. Um, three Sonic drive-in locations in Ohio. Um, uh, three Sonic drive-in locations in Ohio are without employees after entire staffs staged walkouts this week to protest new management. Um. Okay. This is on delish.com. Three Ohio Sonic locations lose their entire staffs. Terrible management, quote unquote. Uh, Ohio-based Sonic superfans. You might need to find new locations uh, for fast food because three locations in the Buckeye State just lost all their employees uh, in a temporary shutdown. Um, The employees left a note on the door. Okay. The door says, warning. Due to terrible management, the whole store has quit. The company has sold to people that don't give a fuck about anyone but themselves. Sorry for the inconvenience, but our team refuses to work for a company that treats their employees like they are shit when they have put everything into this store. We have worked too hard for too long and they use the wrong two. They use the T-O and not the yeah. T-O-O. I mean, uh, I mean they're, they're getting the point across. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, I'm not going to be the grammar police. Yeah, work too hard for too long. We are all off to better things. So to the new owners, fuck you. <laughs> Good for them. I mean, just as long as it doesn't affect me getting my cherry limeade on every once in a while, I mean, more power to you. Unbelievable. Yeah, so... uh Apparently they found a few of them and got some some quotes from them. Um, 
they're complaining about uh, below minimum wage pay. Uh, so because some of them are uh, like the runners, uh, they were being paid basically minimum wage plus tips uh, under the new ownership. They say um, they docked their pay down to $4 plus tips when they were making probably seven fifty. Um so that's that's understandable. You start messing with people's money, they're gonna leave. Oh yeah, especially um, like that. I mean, that's not you know that's not a lot of money to be messing with. You need to, don't you don't need to mess with that. Leave that alone. Exactly, exactly. So looks like corporate greed has struck again. Well, uh, good. Well, they struck back. Yeah, <laughs> it's always awesome to hear about groups of people fighting the uh, the big corporations. That's like right. That. Damn the man. They're just sh- sticking it to them. <laughs> Well, that's all I have. That's all I got. Okay. Well, good. Well, we appreciate everybody listening. Be sure to subscribe. We're, uh, I don't know where you're listening to right now. We're on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes. We're on TuneIn. We're on Stitcher. Stitcher. Uh, please join and subscribe to the Facebook page, the Instagram. Uh, Instagram is at Edge of Suburbia Podcast. The Facebook page, just search Edge of Suburbia. Everything's right there. We share all the news articles that we cover as well. So you can share them with your friends and um, you could follow me on Instagram at O'Neillio, O-N-E-A-L-I-O-O-O-O, four O's. Um, soon we're going to be bringing you guys some new products. Uh, I've got some sponsors on the hook here uh, and we'll bring you all of the goodies we find appropriate for our listeners. Awesome. Well, you guys have a great one and we will talk to you uh, soon. Thanks. Thanks.